0: Okay, Karen. Hi, lovely, Jerry. Lovely to have you on board. This is uh, my, you so my, much. my podcast for uh, Turn Back the Clock, Feel Young. Uh, and we've had some discussions about uh, anti-aging and the whole aging process, and I was fascinated with, with you. Both. So uh, great to have you uh, as part of the podcast here.
1: My pleasure.
0: So, I'm just thinking for as far as the listeners that obviously don't know you, uh, who is um, Dr. Karen Phillip?
1: Well, I'm a lifestyle doctor, so I'm not a medical doctor, I'm a lifestyle doctor, and I'm a counseling psychotherapist and clinical hypnotherapist. And I work with a lot of people having, um, you know, sort of life issues, relationship issues, communication problems. I uh, work with parents, um, with, with family, family issues going on uh, and, and I generally, you know, work also with those that are uh, having physical problems in their life, which a lot of that is attached to, as you mentioned, lifestyle, but also the way we think and, and our, our mental outlook, our emotional outlook on life that affects us, it affects our physicality sometimes so detrimentally.
0: For sure. I uh, just fascinated how you actually got into this field.
1: Uh, well i was I worked in corporate up until the age of around about forty. Um, I ran some you know major corporations, had many, many staff, hundreds of staff, and I loved the work, but I was sick of making money for them, for other people, and having to tolerate some of the the stupid rules and regulations that prohibited me from actually doing a lot of things i i had as i say many staff and and after the second year of running um like this this corporate group of aquatic centers i was called into hr and i was accused by the hr people that i may have been bullying staff and i'm going what on earth are you talking about and the reason was because my staff didn't really take sick days they didn't have time off and in their corporation like a, a large council they took a lot of sick days but over the last two years my staff hadn't really taken any or very few sick days and i just said to them we'll go and ask the staff so they did and they found that the staff loved coming to work they just loved their job i empowered them i gave them responsibility and purpose and it was that um it was that experience that and I looked at my staff compared to many other staff in the uh, other areas of the organization that I realized my staff were fit, they were active, they were happy, they didn't get sick. And I thought, wow, you know, a lot of it comes down to the way they're treated to the way they feel and what they think. And that's what took me on the journey of of going into counseling and psychotherapy. And from there I branched out into hypnotherapy because I wanted to, help people make changes within themselves and their life faster than what normal standard, you know, psychotherapy could do. And it's just been such a life changing event, not just for me, but the people that I see and the, the lives that can be so positively affected when we recognize and realize that we're actually far more in control of our life and our health than, than we realize um, and that's what's basically led me here today.
0: Well, wow, that's that's a very interesting journey. Uh, just wondering, what's your superpower? Your superpower is your, you know, your unique skill, your unique talent.
1: Well, that's a very interesting question, Jerry. Uh, my superpower, I think, it would be a combination of being able to enter the person's world. Now, some people may refer to that as empathy, but it's a little more than that. It's it's entering their world with the desire and, and ability, I guess, to understand what it is they feel and to, help them, and to help them become curious as to the reason they're feeling as they do and then setting a path for solution to empower them on how to make the changes that will benefit them in their life.
0: So it's, it's almost like one, one of empowerment. Uh,
1: Absolutely. Yes, yes, definitely. That's, I'm a big one on not a lot of colleagues and, and people in this um, profession of what they refer to as mental health profession. I, I feel I'm in the really in the um, profession of emotional support, but they're told what's wrong with them. Oh, you have depression. You have anxiety. Um, you have trauma. And then they're left with this label of, oh, my God, something's wrong with me. I'm broken. Oh, dear. I need a pill. I need this. I need that. But you know what? Most of the time I explain to people, what's the reason that you're feeling this anxiety or or this trauma? Of course, events have, have occurred, but it's the way we process the events. It's the emotional attachment we place on these events. And if we can change that emotional attachment, we can either detach or adjust it. Then we can eliminate or certainly reduce substantially the the trauma or the the anxiety that we feel attached to so many um, events and and occurrences within our life. And I've seen that on a daily basis with people.
0: Yes, I've found it's 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 there's the event, the objective event and then the story that we build up around that. And quite often, if, uh, if we don't diffuse the original event, we build up this massive story that ends yes. up potentially running our lives. And in actual fact, it was just a simple event like X did <laughs> X, X did yes. this to me and that was it. But it's uh, fascinating. With, and, and then the mental loops that go on and on and on for potentially some years.
1: Exactly right. And, look, some people do suffer the most horrific or traumatic events. And I've worked with people that have have suffered events that I can't even describe, let alone share, not even with my supervisor because I don't want to put that picture in, in their head. Some of the people have, you know, experienced things that were never meant for them, should never have occurred. However, they have. We're left to deal with it and move on with our life as best we can. And that's where a lot of people, I find, get a bit stuck. They, they understand what has occurred and, and what's happened and then we label it, oh, you've got PTSD or you've got anxiety. And, and that unfortunately takes us often down a further rabbit hole. And we don't want to be there and we want to get out and we claw our way and we dig our way out. But without knowing how to dig your way out, or how to find the ladder, or even the shovel to dig out, we're stuck in there. So what I like to do is drop the ladder down and have them step out one step at a time at their own pace, so they can learn to to manage the the experiences that they've had to deal with it differently than what they're currently they're um, currently going through. And as you say, the longer the event, longer. Uh, you know past that it happened the more the more we um how can you say we can elaborate we can bring in other experiences in our life that may or may not have any relevance to it but we can often unknowingly build it up and it becomes deeper and it becomes more severe and this is where we get ourselves into this deep dark hole And as you know, in your profession, it not only affects us emotionally and mentally, but affects us physically so severely. And so many people have got their aches and their pains and and, and the feeling of the weight on their shoulders. And they don't need to carry that. And I see people even that come in for hypnotherapy, that you see their posture when they come in. They're down, their head is low, their shoulders are rounded. They're not really feeling too bright and chirpy. And you do a session with them and to remove perhaps some of the baggage and the trauma that they've that they've experienced in their life, and they open their eyes and they sit up firmly and they their heads higher and they they say things like, "Where did it go I, I feel lighter like, where and they stand up and they walk, and I watch them leave, and they 're walking upright, and their shoulders are back, and their head is up, and they feel stronger, renewed, and empowered, and all of that from from simply enabling them to adjust their mindset, for, to allow the subconscious mind to categorise and eliminate so much of that, those issues, events and, and, and traumas that they've carried for far too long.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure that would be uh, impacting on the ageing process as well.
1: Oh, my goodness, it so does. I, um, I get everyone's age when they come in, as, as most of us do. And sometimes I look at people and think, oh my goodness, you are 10 or, or 12 years younger than me. Oh my goodness. And then I, I go out and look at myself in the mirror after that and think, am I really kidding myself? Do I, do I really look that that aged? And I look at myself and think, well, I don't think I, I really do. Um I mean, some days you have bad days, that's let's just face it but a lot of the times when we're feeling low when we when we have despair when we when we're struggling with pain it shows not just in our posture in our body but it shows on our face as well and it takes its toll and and our body doesn't renew and re- regenerate and we get tired and we we stoop and then we get problems with posture and and all sorts of things start to come in um and that it does age us. i mean you know, we've got people in aged facilities in their early 70s. Gosh, we're not even supposed to be retiring until we're around 70. Time to start our, our aged and mature life in retirement and travel and, and hook up the caravan or jump on a cruise ship or hop on a plane. And they're going into aged care facilities. I mean, come on. There's something wrong somewhere with the way that we're managing ourselves, our body, our life and our health. And we've got to change this.
0: Mm, For sure. So obviously when we're looking at what contributes to aging, there can be many, many factors. What are the multiple factors you can think of that would be contributing towards aging?
1: Well, if you look at the external things, smoking, we know that that is extremely detrimental. Being obese, being, you know, like substantially overweight also you know does that drinking excessive alcohol you know binge drinking or drinking excessive alcohol and then of course it comes down to what we what we feed our body if we're eating junk food if we're eating what i call garbage food or empty calorie foods then our body is going to to suffer from that we need to have a good diet we need to have a a high a, a diet high in fiber we need to have it high in vegetables and, and fruits and, and nuts and seeds. I mean, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat any meat. I haven't done for nearly two decades. I have more energy than people a quarter of my age. I'm the only one that can keep up with my, my two-year-old grandson. Even my daughter and, and his dad, uh, who are in their 30s, they have difficulty. It's me that runs around with him, that jumps with him, that, that rolls around and plays with him, takes him to the beach. And I do that. And, and that's because I feed my body nutrient rich foods. I guess I've got a bit of a boring diet, according to a lot of people. I don't eat junk foods or fried foods. I drink very little alcohol. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I even hate taking a penadol if something, you know, if I'm in discomfort for something. And the other part of it is, is your relationships. And I work with so many people that have issues with their relationships. And when they're struggling with that, then it doesn't matter how great your diet is, it doesn't matter how often you go to the gym, you are going to age, you are going to struggle, your body is going to suffer. So, our mental health, mental and emotional health, to me is directly connected to the aging process, as is the fuel that we we feed our body to keep our health at optimum.
0: Sure. So, if there's one thing, that ages people more than anything else, what do you think that one thing is?
1: Uh, I don't know if I can just say one thing, but the the word that pops into my head is despair. I don't know why that's popped into my brain, but it just has. Despair. And I guess the meaning for me, and, and everyone has their own meaning for so many abstract words, but despair for me is lack of purpose unhappy life not feeling good enough not feeling worthy enough not bothering to make an effort um feeling down feeling insignificant or unappreciated or unloved i guess that's my meaning of despair so if we're feeling that despair and that also goes on to to loneliness and 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 all of these other words that we use that, that causes people to age and to, to not be vibrant and, and young and healthy, regardless of the number you are on the calendar.
0: Yeah, that, that loneliness is an
1: interesting one. You wonder how much uh,
0: that idea of lack of connectedness in our, in our culture. And there was that uh, survey uh, in uh, Okinawa in Japan mm-hmm. of the centenarians, and they found that one of the main factors there was that all the elderly people have different groups, social groups around interests, and there's yes. a lot more community groups there. And, oh uh, gosh, yes. And when you look at all the, in, the Indigenous cultures, they were all tribal, and now we're in such a nuclear family. Do you think, uh, how much of that lack of connectedness would be part of that aging process?
1: I think it's substantial, even though we, you know, we often have our, our family around, which is great, but unfortunately with family members, you can only talk about certain things to certain members. We can't necessarily share some of our, our thoughts, ideas and opinions if they differ with someone else's. And as we get older, those opinions will change compared to our children's because we're in a different life stage. We have far more experience. We've been on the planet a lot longer. And a lot of our kids in our 20s and 30s, they they don't have the full gamut of exposure of knowledge, I don't think, that we do as we become older and more mature so meetup groups are very important and i i refer so many of my clients that they may be married and have kids but they 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 do experience a bit of despair and a bit of loneliness because they do feel disconnected from with in certain areas of their life and as you mentioned groups that have people that have similar interests in us and it could be a fishing group, it could be a book reading group or a bushwalking group or a, or a craft group or, or a, um, a, a, an academic group to stimulate your mind. It doesn't really matter. But there are meet-up groups everywhere and they're so broad and so wonderful. You could have a family that you get on with the kids and your husband or wife and everything is great, got nice neighbours, but you may have, for instance, a dog and you adore the dog and why everyone loves a dog and they pat the dog, you have a connection with that animal that the others just don't seem to have. And so if you joined a, a meetup group of dog lovers and you met with people that whose dogs to them were as precious as their children, then you're connecting at a different level instead of feeling weird or odd that you have this connection with your animal um, and it could could be a cat, it could be a bird, it could be anything, but these meetup groups put people together that have the same type of desires and passions, and that 's why they 're so important. Social media, yeah, sure, great, but we all know that most everyone lies on social media, they exaggerate and or they can be mean or nasty because they hide behind the cloak of the computer screen so i 'm not huge on social media although sometimes it's great and i have referred clients um to social media groups i I remember this one client not too long ago she was a a, an ex-teacher she was in her late 60s and she showed me photos of when she was at the school and she retired when she was 63 or 64 she stayed longer this was three years and she honestly looked nearly 20 years older and it's like has your health been a problem no no she just felt separated from her community, her school community. So what I did with her is we got her onto social media groups in places like Zimbabwe and, 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 you know, all of those sorts of places in, in South America and South Africa and everywhere. And she got onto groups and she was actually teaching some english to some of the children and then she was teaching some aspects of our country and our culture to the children and she came back uh, about six months later there was a, a an issue she actually lost her dog so she was going through the mourning process unfortunately of that she looked 20 years younger just from that because she felt a purpose there was the despair had gone she got up of a morning and she had a job to do she wanted to teach these kids she wanted to share things with these kids and it just turned her life around and she was she was walking more and she was playing with the dog more and unfortunately the dog was older and it did pass um which you know upset her but she recovered from that as well and went on to do other things but just to see the change in her in six months from an old lady looking like an old lady to a younger, vibrant, energetic woman. It, it was incredible.
0: Yeah, certainly. Is. So we've looked at the one thing that ages people, which you think is despair. Let's flip the coin and say, what's the one thing that prevents aging and helps turn back the clock more than anything else? Mindset.
1: I think our mindset, because when you've got uh, a healthy mindset then you will intrinsically look after your body your food your activity level it all comes down to that many people that have issues with say activity level it's like oh yeah i know i should go to the gym or i know i should walk but and we as soon as we hear the but it's our mind that's stopping us you know i know i shouldn't eat those five you know tim tam biscuits but i really enjoy them but I shouldn't drink the the whole bottle of wine when I open it instead of just a glass, but it's there. So when we change our mindset, the buts seem to really dissolve. We have a a positive mindset. We, We are able to feel younger. We've got a purpose in our life. We choose to eat better. We choose to be active because we want to be, because our mind is in the right place. And with that comes more health comes more activity, comes more life and vibrantness within us. And uh, so mindset, definitely.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 the connection between mindset and beliefs, beliefs too. It's, I mean, we're getting a bit of a psychology here, but, you know, I think there's a societal beliefs and that can uh, influence our mindset as well. What's your thoughts on that one?
1: Well, our beliefs are our, our mindset, really. We, we create our beliefs within our own mind, of course, connected to our life experience, to our education and knowledge and so on. But we can each change our mindset. We can, I've got, uh, I had a client that didn't believe in climate change. She was similar age to me, did not believe in climate change. She would come in on very, she had a few relationship things going on with her family. And one of them was that she would argue blue in the face with her kids and, and her family members because, oh, this climate change thing is rubbish. We've always had hot days. We've then had cold days. It's rubbish. And I referred her to a few different sites to read some information. I prescribed David Attenborough's Blue Planet that she'd get on catch-up TV. Yep. And very slowly she started to understand that climate change may actually be real and because of her change of idea ideals and attitudes the relationship within her family started to adjust and therefore her her beliefs were slowly starting to come around and change and her relationships also changed because it was like oh thank goodness you know auntie this or 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 mom whoever it was was thinking my goodness you do get it now you do accept this now and she reconnected with, in, a, in a better way with some of her family members. She didn't become all that proactive on the environment, but she was no longer, you know, sort of speaking along the same lines of her opinions and beliefs because she had the opportunity of being educated to learn more, to understand differently. And um, when we change our beliefs, that changed her, obviously, her mindset, and therefore that was a catalyst to like a domino effect, which changed the way she thought, which changed the way she felt. And we need to change the way we think to change the way we feel. It's a bit like chicken and the egg. A lot of people say, so if I feel bad, does that mean I think badly? And I was like, well, no, we feel badly because of our thoughts. Our thoughts create our opinions and our mindset. And therefore the body responds to that thought process So this is why with the with hypnotherapy, the clinical hypnotherapy, it's so powerful because we're able to get in and and help the person adjust the subconscious part of the mind. Because the subconscious is where we store all of our thoughts, our attitudes, our behaviours and our feelings. So we can change that. We can change pretty much anything.
0: Yeah, it's some wonderful research coming out. It's been out for some time and, and, and increasingly. So one of my uh, mentors is uh, Dr. Candace Pert. And that was, you know, really some decades back where she saw the connection of emotions and the neurotransmitters being um, emitted from the brain to the bloodstream and then each cell has a receptor site. So she saw, she researched the impact of emotions and the impact on the physiology of the body. So, you know, very great. that whole psychoneuroimmunology, the whole uh, impact of the way you think, the emotions, the impact on the immune system and the whole function of the body. So it's really, there's some wonderful oh, research God. coming out now of saying, well, hang on, this isn't just left field, um, you know, alternative stuff. These are really mm-hmm. uh, ter- terrifically researched areas of seeing the connection. It is, of- it
1: is proven. It is absolutely yeah. proven. <laughs> and most, most people don't have access to a lot of this type of research they don't even know it exists and those of us that are in the field we we read it we understand it we we know it we live it and i'm sure myself just like you jerry we do things in a more proactive way to make us happy and and if we're happy we we feel better in in every area but it's a it's a combination of looking after i really do believe not just your diet and the physicality of your body, but also your relationships, which are usually put right down the, the, the end. You know, I mean, if we have a horrible boss at work or a bully, um, our life can be destroyed by that, so we believe. Look at our kids, our teens who are being bullied. They, they're suiciding, but they're not, they're not able to learn because of their brain is not matured enough in many cases that this will pass, this will, you know, you will get an end to this. But kids, unfortunately, don't have the the same capacity in in their mind that adults do. But there's so many adults that go to work that feel that they're bullied, they hate their job, they drag themselves in every day because they need the paycheck. And then we've got people living in relationships with a partner that, you know, may not have been the best choice after all. Um, and we struggle on a daily basis with, with them. But if we, if we learn the skills to be able to look after us, you know, get outside, change our mindset, change our thoughts, feel better ab- about ourselves, then many of these external issues are, are not necessarily eliminated, but they're certainly reduced substantially and they can be. The words that someone said, we can allow them in, or we can deflect many of them. And that really comes down to a choice that we need to make. And all of that affects our health. We know it affects our heart and it affects our aging process and our longevity. It really does.
0: Yeah. And just for the, for the, for the listeners, I went on uh, I'll Google and I, I, I Google quotes about aging and I've just printed out some fascinating handouts. There's uh, one is 40 quotes about growing old to help you stay young at heart. I've got Mm -hmm. 10 quotes about growing old and 101 timeless quotes about aging. Uh, These these are like some very prominent people. And like just just one example, years may wrinkle the skin, but to give up enthusiasm wrinkles the soul. (laughs) Very good. These quotes are one after the other, really opening up your mind to uh, just the whole aging process. And wow, this, this is just a thought.
1: This is just uh, maybe conditioning. Oh, for sure, for sure. We're told, you know, when we turn, we turn 60, oh, you can get a seniors card now. Great, you can park closer to the shopping center when you're 60, because you may not be able to walk that far, you know, and all of this sort of stuff. And hey, it's great having a senior's card because I can go anywhere on the train for two or 50 bonus. However, it's like, Oh my goodness. The amount of people that I've seen that, that say, I'm not getting one of those things. I'm not getting a senior's card. No way. And it's like, why you'll get cheap rail tickets. Why don't you just take them up on that? You know, but other people won't, won't have that. My husband was horrified when I ordered him his senior's card. He was horrified because he surfs every day. He's in his early 60s, surfs every day. We walk every day. We, we run around. We play. We, we jump. We, we you know, put me on a trampoline world or go to water world. I'm there for the day, seriously. But we, we treat our, our ageing population, our 60s plus, even sometimes our 50s plus, as mature aging slowing down people and we're not and we shouldn't be we there are some that are of course but you know what the majority of us and, and you get to someone that's in their mid 70s we're building some townhouses at the moment and our builder is 70 years old and he's there every day and he's got a crew of guys and he does things and he's his most vibrant 70 year old more like a probably about a 45 to 50 year old He's not seventy, even though that's what the calendar says, and he won't accept that. And when I had my sixtieth birthday, I refused the 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 number six. Wouldn't have it. I was having another fiftieth. That's what I wanted, and no one was allowed to buy me a card with a six on it. My cut, my cake didn't have a six on it. It was just happy birthday, because there's no way on earth I was going to accept that, and I still don't. And I would say to myself over, I'm still, you know, I'm in my fifties. I'm in my fifties, and it makes you feel more alive and more vibrant. And I did a bit of a, I only did it for a short while. And I thought, okay, what happens if my mindset went over to I'm in my sixties now? And I did that. And after about five to 10 minutes, oh, oh no, 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 no. I could feel internally my body changing. I know that may sound a bit odd, but I felt the A bit of an ache here, and I just felt—I just felt differently. I felt flatter. It was absolutely bizarre. So I pulled myself back out of it. No, 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 no. That was a trial. That's that's ridiculous. And I I used the meditation, the mindset to go back to the fifties, which I still do nearly every day. And I felt my body again readjust and come back. And then I ran up and down my stairs, my two flights of stairs, seven times just to prove that I can still do it with no problem. And I thought, yep, that's it. But the mindset, oh, Jerry, it is so vital, so vital for our, let's not call it for our ageing process, for our youth retaining. That's what i call it. My youth retaining um, work is what I do. <laughs> yes. And,
0: and you're chuckling. I'm just chuckling because, you know, I'm, I'm a, chiropractor, osteopath, and the number of patients I see coming that have been to GPs, and they say, um, oh, at your age, you'd expect yeah. that. Yeah, oh, oh age, yeah, I your know. Age, your age, and that's just a, you know, a very nice conventional. Don't you hate <laughs> that?
1: Oh, yes, yes. At your age, uh,
0: oh, well. Yes,
1: oh, that's expected at your yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. And and I get, I guess like you, I get offended. I say, excuse me, what do you, oh, but your body wears out. I say, well, my body doesn't. I'm sorry, no, I'm not accepting it. I don't expect it, and I never will. Thank you anyway. <laughs> it or, 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 yeah. Might seem a little bit harsh, but no, I, I find that, and I understand from medical profession that that's the that's what they've learned that the body, and we know we know that the body does sort of age, um, and that's okay. But if our mindset is young and active, then I think we can truly all keep the aging, um, you know, the aging process. At bay, we really can mix that, of course, with good diet and 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 movement or exercise, if you want to call it that. And you know we can. Oh my God, people live past a hundred, and they can. I mean, oh, look at the Queen and Prince Philip, ninety six and ninety eight. You've got to be kidding. Look at them; they are brilliant, and I dare say that a lot of that has to do with the way that they think, and therefore it affects the way that they feel and the behavior that they, that they, you know, move on with. And, and it is. Yeah, it's that fascination
0: thing coming back to the, uh, not all doctors, but some doctors say, well, you know, you've got to live with it. But uh, I'm, I'm an avid fan of Deepak Chopra. If any of the listeners ha- haven't looked into him, you could Google Deepak, dwepak Chopra, C-H-O-P-R-A. And he's uh, just a wonderful mind-body, uh yes. he's a cardiologist but his perceptions are incredible and he has this very very well researched and he's saying uh need a new body you got it 98 percent of your body is replaced every year yeah. your liver cells replaced every six months i uh, sorry every six weeks mm-hmm. uh, your skin cells replaced every month new stomach lining every four days bone cells replaced every three months so it's you know that whole idea that you're stuck with a body that's um, and then the quote is, "Your body is a dynamic, constantly regenerating, self-healing masterpiece." So,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is absolutely. And you know, you they talk about plastic surgery and Botox and all this sort of stuff. I think it is brilliant. You look at a lot of the the um, actors and actresses that have had either a facelift or Botox or fillers or whatever whatever they use, and if they looked like their actual age, their skin age, then I'm telling you, they would not be doing what they're doing. They wouldn't be like Jane Fonda. She wouldn't be up making a new series and she wouldn't be jumping around like she does. I mean, you know, when we look in the mirror and we see ourselves ageing, we feel, we feel older. Simple as that. And, and we all do. But I, you know, I'm all for people that are older people, not not when they're 30 years old and they go and have Botox for whatever reason they do. I don't know. But if you if you look in the mirror and you feel that oh my god I hate this, I'm looking old. It's making me feel old. Then for God's sake,s go and get something done. Get the I don't know what they do. Um, either injections or they do. Um, i don't know it's something they do on the skin (laughs) i'm not sure i'm not into that um but they do they do a variety of things in some of the salons uh reputable salons that can help make both men and women look a little bit younger they might might take away some of the wrinkles or, or whatever but again it comes back to the mindset if we if we think we're old then that's how we are if we think we're younger and we're vibrant That's exactly how we'll behave and how we will act. So it does come down to that. So, you know, if if people that
0: are.
1: Ah. When many people die. Yeah. Why? Because they've lost their purpose. They've lost a reason. They're they're feeling, they're thinking rather, they're thinking that their life is changed that it's over, that it lacks meaning. They're feeling this despair and then their body just shuts down.
0: So, uh, Karen, that leads us up to the the question, what's the one take-home message for the listeners you could offer?
1: Change your mindset whether it be through meditation, whether it be through hypnotherapy, whether it be through your own positive self-talk. Change your mindset to not what you want to avoid, but where you want to go. Set it forward. I want to be vibrant. I want to feel young and active. And then take those steps, range those steps, and it may mean improving your diet, doing some movements and stretches, going to yoga. Or meditation classes but doing something for you and it doesn't mean that you have to be in your 60s and 70s in the age of 30 40 people are starting to struggle with their body and that's often because of you know sort of lifestyle abuses but you can change that it's in your hands you are in control you are absolutely in control the way you think the what you eat how you move, what you consume, how you respond. It is in your control. So I just urge people to have a look at their current position in life and take some proactive steps if they're not happy with it to change it because they can. And so that, um, if the
0: listeners want to contact you, uh, you know, for either professional advice or sessions, um, how do they actually uh, get hold of you?
1: Well, they can just jump onto, I've got a few different websites, but um, if they just go to um, drkarenphillip.com, they can drop me an email. So, um, okay, because it's www, even though it's HTTPS these days. So drkarenphillip.com and just drop me an email. There's plenty of blogs on there as well um, about a lot of information of health and relationships and lifestyle and, and, you know, work and work-life balance and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, just, just get on there and drop me an email or go to my Facebook page, DR Karen Phillip on Facebook. And, um, yeah, just, just get in touch. Don't, don't, be alo- don't do it alone. There are, there are plenty of people that uh, feel the way you currently feel or felt the way you currently feel, and they don't now because you don't need to. And, you know, with all of the pills and potions and the medications we're given... We, we lose the, the fact that we are actually in far more control of our life, our desires, our health, our choices, and our physical well-being than, than ever. We really are. We just got to get back to that.
0: Yeah, and I just want to um, let the listeners know also, I have this handout called, Do You Want to Live Longer and Turn Back the Clock? It's a list of unhealthy lifestyle choices
1: mm-hmm. that can
0: subtract years from your life. Or healthy mm. lifestyle choices that can add years to your life. So if they even if any of them wants would like a copy of that, if they can just email me at drjerry at turnbacktheclock.life. That's drjerry at turnbacktheclock.life, and I'd be happy to email that. So it looks like you've got a lot of resources. You can also give the listeners. They've just got to go onto your uh, your website there.
1: Yes, yeah, for sure. And you know what? I'd be happy to share this um turn back the clock. Uh I'd be happy to share that on my social pages as well. Just to, you know, the more people that we can get this out to so they can you know understand and recognize that you know what? I do have a choice. I can make a change to my life. I am in charge of my life and me, regardless of if we feel that external things are dictating to us, we, we have far more control than we realise. It's a matter of learning how to take that control back and, and how to do that. And once we do that, oh, my goodness, life, life can be different. It can be better. It can be happier and, and you'll feel so much more alive and, um, and surely we all want that.
0: Well, Karen, I'd like to thank you uh, enormously for the um, broad depth of topics that we've covered. Um, you know, Despair and mindset and diet, and it just goes on and on. It's been a really rich interview. Uh, I found it fascinating, and I'm sure uh, my listeners will too as well. So thanks very much for uh, your time. Uh, it's been my do. pleasure, Jerry. And, look,
1: thank you so much for, for doing this to, to get it out to so many people that you know um, can make a change to their own lives.
0: Sure. Okay, well, look, we're, we're coming up to Christmas. So uh, yourself and all the listeners, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And the 2020 might be the best decade of your lives yet. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Cheerio. Bye.